Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or physician, and you're interested in building an enterprise platform, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're talking built for scale here, my friends, May 10th through 12th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's going to be a two-day event full of a lot of tactical knowledge to take your business to the next level. Our Building Your Enterprise Platform event is going to be aimed at those wanting to grow from roughly four or five locations, probably to something like 15, 20, 30 or more. And trust us, there's never been a conference like this one to teach you how to do just that. Some of the topics we're going to be covering in Florida together are things like scaling culture, recruiting an executive level team, a C-suite, and what the heck do those people do? We'll talk about business development, growth through acquisitions or de novos, and creating equity on balance sheet. Obviously, we're going to dig into financial reporting. And one of the main topics we're going to hit that everyone is interested in learning about is building a call center. That's right. Nobody's done this in our industry to the degree that we are, and we're really excited about it because this is probably the biggest stumbling block of anybody that wants to go from about five to 10 locations or more. Should they build a call center? Should they not? And if they elect to do it, what the heck does that actually mean? How do they go about it? How do you judge performance? And how do you really use it to scale your business? I'm joined on the show today by Mr. Scott Bonetti. Scott has an undergrad in finance from the Ohio State University. He's colleagues and and classmates of DeWalker going way back multiple decades. He's got a law degree from Capital Law. Scott has built call centers all over the globe, ranging in size from about five people to over 7,000 people and for groups up to around 40,000 people. Good grief, that's a lot. He's been responsible for everything from strategic planning to IT and IS considerations, recruiting and training, and turning around underperforming organizations. These are are industry sectors like insurance, e-services in the new economy, retail, banking, and a heck of a lot more. He is, suffice to say, an industry expert, and he is going to be our speaker in May in Florida. Scott. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for making a little bit of time for me. Absolutely. Thank you, Perrin, for having me. You know, just really looking forward to uh, to our conversations today and, and especially the, uh, um, uh, you know, conference in May. Really looking forward to it. We are thrilled to have you on board for this. I know DeWalker and I have been talking about this topic and and this idea, concept, whatever you want to say for, for a long time. And and we've always, our DeWalkers always talked about it with you in mind. Y'all go way back. I'm not going to hold that against you. I want you to know that <laughs> first and foremost, because I, I think that there's probably enough intellectual horsepower that you bring to this, uh, that, to this topic that'll blow away any audience uh, we would ever have. And it's probably also a subject matter that you could Heck, you could build your own conference over the course of an entire week. You could go so deep into this. But our, you know, our audience is obviously gr- the entrepreneurs who are building group dental practices. And they, you know, they, they start the first 
challenge they have is scaling themselves out of the chair and into like a CEO role, a leadership role. We call it going from clinician to CEO. And after they've made that transition, they've got a handful of locations under under tow. The next question is, okay, how big do I want to make this thing? And for those that want to stop at five locations, you can probably do that in kind of a daisy chain format, if you will. But if you really want to take an organization from five locations to 10, 20 or more, you're going to have to start taking some headcount out of the organization and gaining efficiencies while doing it. And arguably, there's no better way than to create a call center to reduce some level of, of redundancy. So why don't, why don't you take our audience through just a, a bit of thoughts around, generally speaking, the benefits of consolidating some headcount and, and moving to a call center type operation, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's so many, you know, benefits of a call center, and you know, I'll just touch on a few. You know, the big thing you mentioned there was was efficiencies, right? You know, you can uh, cut down, you know, significantly. Um, you know, saying you have you know one or two people answering uh, you know calls at each uh, location. You know, and consolidating those, we can save considerable amounts anywhere from you know one third to potentially you know fifty percent of those because of the efficiencies will will drive that we could talk about later. But also, you know, what you gain from the call center is is is, is specialization. You know, so you can get these uh, you know call center agents who are you know very good at handling you know for example new customer or new patient calls. You know, those are are critical to to a business coming in. And, you know, when they're rolling into the office, you know, there's a lot of distractions in there. You know, there's 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 people, you know, standing in front of them, you know, checking in, checking out, um, you know, talking about their bills, doing other things. Whereas the call center agents are are completely focused, completely specialized. And we could do things with routing and and uh things like that to get you know, these new patients or potential new patients to the right people that's going to help your close percentage. And, you know, the more you know new patients you, you close, obviously, you know, the more revenue uh, that is. Um, so, you know, that's something that, you know, um, you know, highly focused on. And then, you know, just, you know, we kind of touched on a little bit there uh, before, but the, the patient experience, the patient experience, not only in the call center, but also in the office. You know, the, when you're in the office and, and you come up to to somebody at the front desk, you're there 100% focused. They're not dealing with phone calls. You're not a distraction. And the same thing at the call center. You're not competing with, you know, people walking up. You're there 100% of focus. And, you know, sometimes, you know, call centers get a bad name, right? Because we hear things like, uh, you know, IVR, you know, that, uh, um, you know, makes a lot of people cringe. Uh, you know, they hear things like, oh, well, you know, hey, if I have 10 locations, how do I know, you know, how does the person know which one's calling? It's going to become a generic experience for the the patient. And that's not true at all. There's a lot of things that we can do, you know, to make, you um, you know, this experience, you know, the same as in the center, you know, when the patients call in or, you know, particularly, you know, new patients call in, you know, we know we can flag the location that they're calling to. So when the person answers the phone, they, um, you know, are 
basically an extension of that office. There's no difference. They know they know the staff at that office. They know where that office is. They, they know the surrounding landmarks. You know, that's all part of the training, you know, for these individuals. So, you know, to me, it's just such a big, you know, customer experience booster, you know, for everybody. And then the staff, you know, it's 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 so stressful, you know, to sometimes have to handle these calls, um, you know, and all that. So it's um, you know, creates less staff for your, you know, your individuals in the office that call center is not their job, right? They they have other things to focus on. So um, you know, that's that's some of the you know uh, benefits of the call center. Man, that's uh that's awesome. And and for the benefit of our audience, I will tell you that um, Scott and I did not rehearse that answer. <laughs> so I was not sure where he was heading with it. And I'll, I'll tell you, as soon as you said um, the spe- specialization aspect of it, that lit up uh, in, in my mind because so many people building uh, group dental practices, um, when, when they when they're getting overwhelmed with calls and and new patient or patient flows and everything like that, they immediately think I need another Swiss army knife at the front desk. You know, I need somebody who can be a concierge or a greeter. I need somebody who can answer the phones and process new, new patient uh, intake. I need somebody who can follow up on insurance benefit, all this, like they need a hybrid role of just, uh, you know, an eighth of eight different positions in one person. And we think about really filling the needs and the roles of a, a growing business that way through um, uh, somebody who can multitask. And what you find is that the as businesses get bigger and the volume gets greater, you're better off with specialists that are cross-trained and, and, and more easily replaceable. I hate to put it that way. Um, but but that is totally true, and and it is a mindset shift in terms of building out businesses. I'll even go so far as to say that I've got a um, a client in uh, it's a Pedo Ortho Group in in the Greater Seattle market, and they are in the process of building their first new new design of a practice. And I saw the blueprints for it recently, where you look at it and they're like two or three people on the front desk that are that are greeters. And there it's pedo ortho, so it's kids. So the waiting room is big and everything like that. And mom and dad need to have a place to sit and all. But the rest of it is all treatment space. There's no phone bank for insurance processing or inbound calls and and all this other kind of stuff. It is 100% patient focus, like you mentioned. And taken to that level, it really makes uh, the overall productivity of a, a practice much greater when you're focused on revenue generation and not fighting fires. So, Scott, l- let's kind of transition the thought process just a little bit around some of those services and jobs uh, that that are more uh, easily, I guess, consolidated, if you will. I mean, uh, you want to knock down a couple of those at a high level for our audience today? 
Yeah, absolutely, Perrin. It's, uh, you know, that's the great thing about a call center. It's not just, you know, call center, right? Um, you, We have a lot of different things we can do. You know, some, some are going to be, you know, uh, things we could do to you know, potentially drive in, you know, more more revenue, drive efficiency, add more services. You know, like chats, one that's become very popular, right? Uh, someone's on your your website looking at things. Um, you know, when I, you know, started this industry, chat kind of didn't exist, uh, and even going back you know, five to 10 years ago, it was something that was very expensive to add on, very difficult to do. You know, now you you can add add those things on to help, you know, draw in more customers, things like that. But then also, you know, some things that we're currently doing, appointment confirmation. You know, I know we have a lot of that automated now, but there's still, you know, some, um, you know, times when we, we do have to follow up. You know, I know, you know, my, my dentist will send a text, but I'll respond. <laughs> you know, they, they call to to make sure I'm coming, um, you know, so we can do, you know, pull that out, do it in the call center. Uh, billing, you know, we we can have, uh, you know, people specializing in business there, handling all of our, our, our insurance claims, communications with the with the uh, insurance companies. Um, and then, you know, like I said, with the specialization of, um, you know, focusing on, you know, potential new patients. Um, and that's what's great. We all have marketing numbers out there now, you know, to on our advertisement. And those can not only be, you know, forwarded to the, to the call center, but also within the call center, those calls can be, you know, flagged because they're coming in from a unique identifying number. They can be flagged to go to someone who, you know, specializes in, in handling those, you know, your, you know, you know, salesman, so to speak, right? That uh, uh, is is going to be best at converting those. So awesome. it's just a few few things we can uh, you know put in the call center, but it's really you know limitless. Yeah. I, so for the audience, once again, um, I told Scott before we click the record button that we need to keep some of our powder dry for the event in May. So he's just giving you a taste of some of this, not giving you everything yet. But I, I think this will be a, a presentation where you're going to have everybody's uh, undivided attention. I'm going to say that. So, um, you know, I I think I, I, I sort of tease this in the opening that you know, we we work with entrepreneurs building group practices, and that could be two or three locations up to 20 to 30 locations or more. And the the call center piece is usually a big stumbling block. And the people who uh, who take on the project sometimes fly blind and sometimes they're the beneficiary of uh, having somebody in an operations leadership role who's done it before. So at least they, they kind of know what the journey looks like. But the the question of kind of when um, to to do this is, is one where, um, you know, does it make operational sense and does it make financial sense? Can, again, high level here, Scott, but can you kind of give our audience some some parameters some boundaries a thought process if you will about those that are you know entertaining the prospect of it when when does it make sense and and maybe when does it not okay yeah absolutely there's you know several factors you know to include in 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 every situation is is slightly different right um but you know you we take into consideration the 
you know, consolidation, driving efficiencies, right? Uh, that's a big one. We could start start really seeing those gains at, you know, five, you know, going into that five to 10, you know, location range. And then we've got the, um, you know, patient and employee satisfaction. You know, those you're, you're going to get, you know, right away with with minimum number of locations um just getting people you know we talked about the specialization um you know moving moving things away from the front desk so to speak that that shouldn't belong there you know driving those experiences with the new uh patients all of that you know that we can you know start getting those gains if you're highly focused on that you know very early and then you know, a, a big one that uh, we're going to spend some time talking about in, in May is turning your cost center into a profit center. You know, so those are kind of the three things that 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 factor in for me on, hey, when does this make sense? And the, uh, um, you know, turning the cost center into a profit center is is interesting. It's, you know, from anything from, uh, you know, closing you know, more uh, new patients to, you know, cross-selling, um, you know, items or, or certain things that we have, um, you know, in, in the office. Um, so that those are the, you know, the, the factors. And I think, you know, with, um, you know, costs involved, especially with the, you know, technology requirements and things like that, you'll see that it is a much easier uh, or lower barrier to entry than it was five to 10 years ago. Five to 10 years ago, you know, those numbers that I quoted on centers would be much, much higher because of some of the technology costs involved. But a lot of that, you know, technology with cloud technology, things like that, you know, the uh, the the barrier to entry is so much lower. And I think why a lot of people don't get into it is they, they don't understand, you know, just like me, if you were to send me in and, you know, have me work in a dental office tomorrow, I, I would struggle a little bit on you know what to do, what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, just like someone trying to look at a call center and seeing what it could do, they just really don't know, don't understand, you know, how simple it is to really put one together, uh, you know, particularly with the technology around today. Man, this is, uh, this is going to be a tour de force. And I'm already worried that we may not, uh, have allocated enough time for you to, <laughs> to cover all the bases. But, you know, so for the audience benefit, um, when we were talking uh, with Scott about this particular topic and, you know, kind of asking um, innocently enough, like, what, what all would you cover if you wanted to do this? And he he sent like 20 bullet points back to us and it was like, oh, Lord, OK, wait a minute. <laughs> so um, we've hit on a couple of them today. And you mentioned uh, turning, you know, the cost center into a profit center. That's going to be a heady topic. Scott's also going to cover leadership development within a call center. He's going to, for all the analytics in our audience, and there are a ton of them, we're going to go through KPIs. So we're going to understand how to monitor a call center and evaluate its its performance, success, or failure. We're going to talk through technology requirements and physical space needed. And the other thing that's kind of cool is Scott's going to dive into how you onboard and train people and and maybe more importantly cross train people in a call center environment so this is this is going to be a deep presentation around uh, a subject matter that everyone is curious about most people are fearful of and judging from the little bit that scott shared with you today maybe it's time we all turn the corner on this one because if we can get it right 
it really does mean we can scale the organization to a much higher level in a profitable way. And I think that's going to be super cool. Scott, you're a, 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 a prince for uh, carving out some time for me uh, this evening to record this podcast. And really, I cannot wait to have you with us in May in Fort Lauderdale. It's going to be a great event, and you're going to be a rock star at it. Thanks so much for joining me on the show tonight, my friend. All right. Thanks, Perrin. It's great, great chatting with you. Thank you. Looking you forward bet. to it. You bet. Can't wait to have you uh, with us in May. Obviously, for those in the audience, if you've got questions um, about call centers, if you've got questions about the topics uh, at building your enterprise platform, uh, the dates are May 10th through 12th, sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The uh, registration is open and the hotel room block is live. We're going to limit this to 100 participants and we're going to limit it to three people per group. So we expect this uh, event to sell out. You're going to get a lot more of Scott Benetti's time in Florida. I hope you'll make time to join us. Going to be a fun event. Love to have you be there. We'll see you on the next episode, everyone. Mm -hmm.